Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the radio show-turned-podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. I'm Bobby Pape, and we have a full house for this Monday Week in Review episode of the show, starting in Dallas, Texas, Meredith Mahan. Hello. Hello. How are you? And to our Everett Studios, the nice lady herself, Christy Wise. Hello. Hello. Back to Texas, to Austin, for our favorite felon, Mike Frizzell. Hello. Good evening from the AutoZone studios in Austin. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Are you getting free windshield wipers or something? <laughs> I need some. Because you're really dedicated to that bit. Not a bit. I need some wipers, guys. Rain's a-coming. Uh, there are so many notes this week. Let's let's just get going. I don't have any LRB business. Does anyone have any LRB business? I think we have some business with one of the listeners, but we'll talk about that later. We'll settle that hash. <laughs> well, that set the tone for the week. Let's start with Monday, 1972. Above ground pool, below ground dreams. We have an intro. <laughs> this is a, a great title. Yeah. <laughs> we have an intro by a listener, followed by Luke coming to us from the basement at Burbank Springs with construction directly above his head in the kitchen. <laughs> so, Bobby, this episode starts and actually continues with loud construction noises and ends with Luke trying to talk with a mouth entirely full of salad. I think <laughs> at this point, we are a much more professional show. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of us. Yes, absolutely. I'm not as much um, proud of us as I am ashamed of them, particularly Luke. Do you know what? I was actually a little bit excited to hear the background noise. Only because we've heard endless talk about background noise that actually didn't exist. <laughs> right. And this, we actually had hammering. Yeah, that's true. It's nice to actually <laughs> hear it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Andrew, for his part, is also doing some improvement. He's just gotten back from the gym and he's put on a new shirt, but he has not showered. Uh, Who does that? Gross. No, no one does that. Um, I don't think he knows how to dress. I've said before, I think Andrew's a baby. Like he can't, he can't eat stuff. He gets grossed well, out Beeps about is out of stuff. town. Oh yeah. He's, he's, and he's reverting full on to bachelor There's mode. No, he probably has a, a yeah. block of cheese, the size of a car battery in his hand. There's no potential it. for sex Eve today. Right. So right. why, why shower? Why change your clothes? <clears throat> All right. Let's skip around a little bit on this day then, because speaking of Andrew's wardrobe, he said something about buying a pumpkin shirt. <laughs> really and it hasn't come up again i'm gonna need yeah it was such a throwaway line he's an adult man that went into a weird grocery store and bought a pumpkin shirt from a weird this... gab mouth who doesn't know anything about sports in a browns jersey <laughs> there is this something is... wrong here pictures or it didn't happen i mean this yeah. is just necessary well i'm uh, i'm sending him a message right now so that we can hopefully have this shirt we need a picture. Yeah. Yeah, it needs to be the photo. Yes. Uh, also, I don't remember how we got to this point, but in my notes, a kid apparently said, that's his only dream when Andrew yeah. explained that his dream was having a desk near a window he could look out. <laughs> yeah, no matter, I, no matter I, where you are in life, that's, that's possible, you know? That's it, a pretty good, I thought that was a pretty good dream, and, and someone needs to knock that kid down a little bit. Is it a beautiful dream? Is he our beautiful mind? Is he writing on the windows with grease pencil? 
<laughs> well, you know, Luke's only dream is to have a coat hook. So we're, <laughs> we're aiming high here. <laughs> they just need to go to Ikea for an afternoon and they can accomplish all of their dreams. Well, I'm sure uh, Carrie would have been a lot more okay with Luke getting himself a coat hook behind her back rather than three boats. <laughs> Three boats in a in a knockdown house. Yeah. <laughs> it's a possible show title. <laughs> so we've got some Luke stories for Monday. First, Luke has discovered Apple Pay and is thoroughly enamored. Um, Are we going to hear about every time he buys something on Apple Pay? <laughs> well, this week he used it twice: the time he discovered it and the time it didn't work. So I don't know how long it's going to last. <laughs> Do you guys use this? Anyone? No. I do. All the time. You do? Oh, okay. It's not hard. I've never managed to mess it up. Like, I don't know what he's doing, but I think he's probably doing it wrong. Like, I use it every day. <laughs> but <laughs> does it really vibrate when you get close to it? No, well, it vibrates when you put it on the little sensor. You have to But not when literally you walk into put... a store. No, <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. They're making this up. No, you put it literally like on the little sensor where, you know, it's right above the keypad where you put in your PIN number mm -hmm. or your PIN, sorry. Um, and it vibrates when you put your phone on it. And then you, you use your thumbprint as your signature. And that's it. That's all you have to do. That's all there is to it. I use Level Up at work at the cafeteria, which is basically a QR code on my phone, and they just scan it. So it's almost as cool as Apple Pay. Uh, but Luke's found a way to mess it up. Uh, Luke also has a run-in with the guy who runs the local U-Haul outlet. <laughs> Over the weekend, Luke goes to rent a U-Haul. The guy is late to show up to rent it to him. And also is packing heat what i don't remember what the term luke kept using for the gun death machine or death, death yes yeah, death machine yeah. i think death like dealing that. device and at gunpoint makes luke take a truck that has a fuel efficiency gauge <laughs> and extra blankets take yeah. these blankets so fuel efficiency gauges are purely a scam by U-Haul to make you be nicer to those shitty trucks, right? We just did a feature yeah. on that over at that'showtheygetyou.com. So if you want to go over there, <laughs> get your Apple Pay ready. We'll get you a subscription going. Take a picture of your credit cards. <laughs> well, it's, so this is worth discussing briefly. Luke actually kind of takes a couple of digs at the guy with the giant gun on his hip. He laid down and a beautiful double burn on the guy. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And the we, guy was apologetic. Um, we have a listener whose husband, whenever he sees someone doing a carry like that, will just yell out, oh, my God, he's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that so much. I know. It's going to be funny. But if the guy's the black, then he'll get arrested or killed. Yeah. So you got to be right, careful he'll be with killed that one. At the Home Depot. Yeah. Uh, let's go to our top story. A Sky Jinx fight. Uh, a passenger behind a passenger who reclines has had enough. And was it tries to strangle the passenger who reclined? <laughs> well, it's pretty easy because you're almost in a, um, in a shampoo boy position when they recline into your lap and crush your knees. I was wondering about that. Maybe he wasn't trying to strangle that person. Maybe he was just trying to open his bag of peanuts. <laughs> just sort of. Right. Hands just fell down around their neck. And Luke says, don't divert my flight because of this. Let's just watch and see what happens. Uh, Meredith, you were pretty mad 
about the was was it the re, Luke's method of reclining because he still does recline. I was mad about pretty much everything on this episode, but yeah, um, that was a particularly bad one. So he he reclines kind of covertly during takeoff so that he can be like, "Oops, gravity pushed my chair back," and then they get to cruising altitude, and then he's reclined. The only part of how. So I thought that was a real dick move. So noted. What else were you pissed about? Every, I mean, everything. The pumpkin I, shirt. I was mad about the pumpkin shirt. I was mad about the Apple Pay confusion. Like, it came out a year and a half ago or something. I was mad that we didn't talk about this, but that Andrew used to sleep on a glider in a basement. Like, <laughs> uh, That's hashtag basement life. Yes. I don't know. It all sounded terrible. I had had some drinks on Monday night, and that's when I listened to this. That's probably why I was so angry. We did notice. Um, yeah. <laughs> in our editorial chat. I, I love drunk Meredith. <laughs> you know, I didn't get to that. I didn't get to Monday's episode until Wednesday. And so after I listened to it, I went back and I realized how hilarious Meredith was. Because <laughs> none of us had listened to the show at the point when she was... Drunk oh, so I was angry. just ranting to yeah. nobody. Okay, good. <laughs> but but really, it was very funny in retrospect. <clears throat> Mike, I have an update. That's sure. how they get you. dot com is available. Oh yeah, oh. I'm there. Two ninety nine. Use offer code punter <laughs> at hover. dot com. Uh, we have to pick and choose here because my first note on this episode was two hours long. This. This was a real Leviathan, this Monday episode. They had a couple uh, two-hour shows this week. Yeah. <clears throat> we had Larry David on Saturday Night Live. It was great. I think that was a unanimous decision. Mm -hmm. um, Luke, backdoor admission that he actually likes the Colbert show. Uh, that slid by. Uh, and then we have a bunch of emails. I want to take these in rapid fire. So if you have opinions, just go after each one. Email from friend of the show, Charlie, on the pronunciation of Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. Uh, and you're Andrew. Welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and Andrew like mentions it. that he wakes up so late now that he has to listen to Morning Edition on Hawaii <laughs> Public Radio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. I, uh, thumbs up to that. Email from Charlie. Yeah. yeah nice definitely. work, Charlie. I still uh, listen to Michigan Public Radio just because it's comforting. I'm used to. So I listen to it online. It's only an hour off. Yeah. Listener writes in about those fancy TVs and how they always look like garbage saying fix the settings. Makes sense. Another listener writes in about Luke thinking he had AIDS after <laughs> seeing that magazine cover right. and telling a story of... Uh, a danger high voltage sign on a on a <laughs> junction box or something making mm -hmm. him think that he was going to die a slow painful death <laughs> that was so sad i think this um so the, cute the too, AIDS as, thing yeah. it's generational like i was in the generation right before luke and with us it was the cold war we thought the the ruskies were going to oh, press anytime. the button and <clears throat> i didn't really care i, did I just you, wasn't a did kid did you mean the nazis much. Did you mean the Nazi? Hey, is that is that nice? Is that nice to <laughs> I stay up late while you go on a date that you don't call a date. Boom. To come do Both this balls. show. And then you're gonna you're gonna make fun of me. I don't care for it. Uh listener writes in to say, if rich they would never drive again. 
which mm. prompts Luke to remind us that the day he landed in Seattle after coming home, uh, no, the day right when he landed, he went straight to the dealership and bought an Audi. How did he have the credit for that? Ah, good point. <laughs> That's he an probably, excellent question. Probably had a, a 11.8% financing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, someone else says they would never take phone calls ever again, text them, or call the secretary. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and one more person says they'd have their hair or makeup done every day. Me too. I already have that done, though. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, no point conversion. I'm going to summarize this in two sentences. Sentence one, Luke just realized football's only a game, <laughs> which is his way of dealing with his denial. And two, bite my shiny metal football. By which he means the Fox uh, robot. No, they were talking about a future when they draft robots, but we still oh, obsessively right. watch. Right. But yeah, I put Cletus in my notes because we're already doing that. Yeah. And it's Cletus. What, Do you remember uh, years ago when Cletus was trolling Luke? Yes. On Twitter? Yes. <laughs> the guy was funny, too. Yeah, it's really funny. He was really getting the better of Luke because Luke's not that great yep. at Twitter. He is better now, but yeah. he used to be pretty terrible. And he got uh, he got owned by... Cletus, the fox robot <laughs> on the Twitter. But Bobby, my, my one thought on uh, TVTL Extra Pointless was uh, he didn't get around to talking about how Carolina didn't have the horses to beat Seattle. He must have lost the notes about that. Yeah, I think he lost those. Does he know that horses aren't involved in football? <laughs> right. You could take them right out at the knees. It's just <laughs> you don't want them Did out I there. make the not since Elway retired joke last week? I think I did. Yeah. I yeah, right. Tuesday episode over 1973, Je ne sais burp. Luke is placing his salad order for the day at the top of the episode because, because you know, they have to start at a set time every day, whether or not they're ready. <laughs> Luke, <laughs> Rudy is piddling, which is unfortunate. Well, he didn't specify. Does he mean that Rudy's doing it in the house or just having yeah, to in go the out basement. a lot? No, I think she's peeing in the basement. In the oh. basement. That's probably her interpretation so... of hashtag basement lights all. Yeah. She, she's probably just so anxious about it. Yeah. Right. Luke, for his part, is synced up on the same schedule because he's <laughs> peeing four times a night. Right. Yeah. Hey, let me let me tell a story about uh, dog pee. Um, we had... When Wait. I, <laughs> yes. I, I would have thought, as a man of your age, you were going to tell a story about <laughs> peeing four peeing times a, a night. No. No, in fact, uh, I pee once during the evening. Thank you very much. But... <laughs> Uh, when I met Emily, we had everyone drink. I just mentioned Emily again, twice. Uh, when we met, she had two four year old, like boxer pit type mixes. And, uh, you know, we owned them until a couple of years ago, uh, when, um, first one to go was Frank. And the reason we knew Frank got sick and he got the cancers was because you could leave Frank alone in the house. You could leave both these dogs alone in the house for 12 or 13 hours. And it was a point of pride. They did not have accidents. And one day Frank just peed all over the floor. And then we realized he was drinking a lot of water and we took him in and it was, it was the cancer. So get that dog checked out. If it's peeing a lot, get the dog checked out. Uh, how much longer did Frank live after that? He only lived about a month and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Should we get Luke checked out? Yes. Yeah. He definitely needs to get checked out with uh, scopes, fingers, whatever. Whatever uh, whatever they can get up there. 
check I think that I prostate. just listened to that episode of I'm Dying here. And so uh, uh, PJ goes into great detail on all the things that they can put up there to test that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go listen to the podcast I'm Dying here. Uh, back to our podcast, TBTL. Uh, Andrew's goal for the day is to not talk about how much he's sweating. Which is a nice change of pace. It was nice. Right. He he really just said it's gross, it's boring, and the subject is exhausted. I was like, good, glad. Just just like his body. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Whoa! That, that that was meaner than I meant to. Hey, do. let's be nice to Andrew. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag basement life. Luke has rented Inherent Vice from Redbox and watched two thirds of it. And says it could be a much better movie if they would just make it linear and edit it down. What are the odds that he took that movie back on time? <laughs> he probably still has it. Yeah. We could start the baby pool now on when it's going back. He He's going to end up paying $85 for that Redbox movie. <laughs> God bless him, though. He's keeping Redbox in business. He'll end up going over his visa limit <clears throat> just by repeated charges. <laughs> Uh, Andrew plays some weird jazz and then there's an extended conversation about MTV reality stars that I sort of drifted in and out of honestly. Mm -hmm. I got another flare of my anger from today. (laughs) (laughs) Did it come with another round of drinks? No, no drinks at all. It was the jazz that did it. Oh yeah. Well that's a point of contention in your your house isn't it? In my marriage, yes. We don't listen to jazz in my house. Right. You don't let him listen to jazz. Does he let you listen to the hard white rap music of the streets of Detroit? We listen to all the ICP and Eminem you can handle. <laughs> Meredith, do you ever get jazz rolled when you get in his car? Yes. It's terrible. <laughs> all the time. Grounds for divorce. Yep. I'll drive. <clears throat> Luke rented an auger and used it. I was just impressed. Do you think he actually did it? No, he made his wife do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's probably still scraping tar off the floor. <laughs> One thing I, I'm starting to realize is how much um, how much a part of her being country plays in their relationship. She will do stuff. She's from Cedra Woolley, goddammit. She, mm-hmm. She's just going to do stuff. She isn't going to wait around for Luke to drive home from Buffalo on some trumped up, uh, I don't have a passport <laughs> thing. Yeah. She takes care of business. Yeah. I love Carrie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Top story, Star Wars trailer. Luke's not sure if it's a reboot. Then he burps on the mic. (laughs) Again, unprofessional. I don't really care about getting into Star Wars talk because I know even less about it than Luke and Andrew did, which is saying something. Mm -hmm. Are you guys excited? Just say yes or no. One, two, three. No. I'll watch it. Did you say I'll watch it? I'll watch it. See, that's the thing. Um, Star Wars came out when I was twelve years old, and yet yeah, do some yeah, math there, the Christy. I was. It was the. It was movies, motion pictures okay. with sound. Okay. It came out when I was twelve years old, and I remember seeing it and thought that's a pretty good movie. And I still think it's a pretty good movie. And all the other mm-hmm. movies are not quite as good, but somewhat as good. Some of them maybe, but they're just movies. Why? I just don't understand the phenomenon. But I'm glad that people have it. Like I'm as crazy mm-hmm. about, you know, the Seahawks and the Mariners and the Sonics <clears throat> as 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 they are about Star Wars. So I can't mm-hmm. judge, but I don't get it. Well, I thought it it was really weird that Luke wasn't putting that together. Is that 
all of these people he's talking about people that like football and are big nerds for Star Wars are all really excited and it doesn't seem like there would be a intersect of those people but basically all the people that are 30 and 40 and 50 years old grew up with this movie right this was everything that that was cool i mean i mean this was the first movie i saw in the theater i think i was a year old or something my parents took me to it so i mean this is a this is a huge phenomenon and i don't understand why he didn't get that <laughs> yep let's talk about the other big story of the day which is the niagara falls new york recycling mascot totes McGoats. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna just continue here having lived in buffalo for many years which is a neighbor of niagara falls when they talk about there being a 100 dollars budget for this mascot <laughs> That sounds about right. If any I of you thought been, that was pretty high. If any of you been to Niagara Falls? Oh yeah. No. Yeah, the no. the American side is a toilet. Yep. I mean, it's just terrible. <laughs> Disgusting. Um decades of corrupt government, poverty, high unemployment, high crime rate. It's got nothing going for it. They let an Indian casino build there thinking that it would bring jobs and what they realized is that it just gave somewhere for everyone to spend their welfare, basically. Oh, and I'm yeah. not usually the kind of person to say something like that, but it's basically just been a, a drain for all the little bit of money that the city has. Well, I thought $100 was high because even in an affluent city, that seems high for, okay, this random recycling department wants to have a mascot. No, thanks. I wouldn't right. put my, If I got to decide my tax money, I would not. But now, hearing Totes Magoats having a fantastic mask and a too tight t-shirt, I would put all <laughs> my tax money back into it. You know, I got mad about this one, too, about this discussion, because they were talking about, how do you know how to recycle things? It's so hard. How do you figure anything out? It's so easy to figure out. Every city has a guide, like, this is how you yep. wash things, and this is how you separate things. I tried it. I Googled <clears throat> how to recycle in Bellingham and LA. And I found it in about 30 seconds. Like it's not that tough. So and I could probably give pictures. them some tips. Mm -hmm. I can do you one better for Rhode Island. The Rhode Island Resource Recovery Corporation, which is the company that handles statewide recycling here, has surprisingly well-produced informational videos about all the things you can but recycle hey, and can't. Hey, nerds, stop for a second. <laughs> all right. So you've just fed the dogs or or the cats or whatever, and you're standing over your sink and, you know, you've got a decision to make trash or recycling. Uh, I'm not Googling at that point. I'm guessing. So what, what you're talking about is like studying on your free time, uh, what's recyclable and what's not. I'm not doing that. I got to print know? out a poster and tape it up over your <laughs> sink. I love that you just said, Hey nerds. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's my favorite thing. I've done that. I've printed out the guidelines and I have taped them above my trash cans. Oh, God. There you go. Your and, house yeah. is at Chipotle. <gasps> nerds, nerds, nerds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Andrew mentions once again his artist neighbor who does the recycling for everyone and goes through their stuff. Sure. <laughs> and then we get this a, is creepy that and guy, funny. That guy has like <laughs> seven credit cards in Andrew's name. Andrew doesn't know how to get one, but the, I bet the guy that goes through his recycling knows how to get them. That's how they get you. It's actually helping Andrew's credit, so it's fine. It is, because he, 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 he pays it off every month. Yeah, guy's a solid great. citizen. 
it's a long con. He's waiting to get enough saved up to get out. Uh, Luke and Andrew reminisce about selling review copies of books from their times at the radio station. This is one of Luke's eight stories. We've heard it before. I like it. Yeah, it's classic. I don't think I ever sold any review books from my student journalism days, but I do have an entire bin full of CDs somewhere that I stole from my year as a college DJ. And there is some terrible jazz in there. So Meredith. Mm. <laughs> we'll take that off away. your hands. All right. <laughs> uh, email more trivia cheater talk. Uh, one person says, you know, just call them out as if they didn't hear the rule about no cell phones, because of course, how would you ever know that? Um, another listener reminisces about calling her dad for help on a question. <laughs> God. Seems like something I would do. <laughs> and another listener just says, cut it out right now. Just call them out and be done with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forget what part of the episode NCIS came up in, but we know this is a soft spot for me. Yeah. Luke made fun of NCIS. He, he attacked NCIS. To. Luke has been making fun of NCIS for more than 1,000 episodes. And I know that <laughs> because he read my letter live at the thousandth episode about NCIS while very drunk. <clears throat> he put it in the same league as Applebee's and Norman Rockwell paintings. Yep. yep. Like the lowest common denominator of entertainment. I bet he's never seen an episode. Oh. I'm not saying that it's that it's good because I, I also don't like it. But I bet he hasn't watched an episode. Oh, let me just say that that uh, smart people can like dumb stuff. Yeah. Uh, my wife is judging. the smartest person I know, even after having her right frontal lobe mostly removed, is still the smartest person I know and still likes to watch Cajun Justice. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke's too busy watching a rehab addict marathon to... Entertained by love of NCIS Topeka, as he put it. And if he wants a linear story, come on. They wrap shit up on mm -hmm. NCIS. It is designed to be watched by old people with no memory retention. Yes. That's why I love it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and fuck him with Applebee's. That's just not fair. No. Anyway. No, that's not nice. <clears throat> Wednesday, 1974. Location, location. Watch out. <laughs> Luke is in a parking lot because he has fled the scene of his house, ditching the cable guy doing After his bidding. After making him do illegal stuff. <laughs> Hurting him twice and making him do illegal stuff. And the guy Andrew needs a signature that he's not going to get. Yeah. And, okay, I have two things. Number one, I love that Andrew shamed him into feeling bad about how he treated that guy and what he was saying about him. Mm -hmm. And number two, I had so many questions. We need a follow-up. Did he go home and the guy's sitting there? Like he thought he would. Yeah, he I thought we'd leave? get a follow-up file on this yep. the next day, but I, yeah, I'm dying to no, know. No, I need to know. It did. Did the um, cord get threaded? What happened? <laughs> right. Do they have TV? Christy has I have questions. questions. <clears throat> I do have questions. Well, we know the cord. At least one of them must have been threaded because the next day he does mention that the TV is working and he hooked it up and watched HGTV. All right. Uh, where he wanted it, but um, yeah, I was expecting we would hear from that, and also. It's one thing to get this guy to do all this off the books from the cable company, but not only did he not stay to give him a signature, he didn't stay to give him a tip. Mm. Like, yeah. if, are you supposed to tip cable guys? Well, you are. You are if they do something above and beyond. There's no obligation uh, to tip them normally, but mm -hmm. if you're a pain in the ass customer, like Luke is in 99 percent of his 
situations in his life, he should be right. ready with the tip. He should have his Apple okay. Pay vibrating as soon as that guy walks in the door. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, we've been through a lot of random vendors this last week or so. You guys know we had one of our cars die. Our 2004 Oldsmobile Alero finally bit it. And so I've had several tow trucks get into the shop and back here. And then just mm. today they finally took it away for donation. And these guys have been coming out on short notice and kind of getting down our narrow street. And I've usually got, you know, five bucks ready. Got a box of donuts for the mechanic who didn't charge us for the last, you know, poke at the car. <laughs> um, tip those people because those are the people who could make or break you. Like, don't right. ditch that guy and then not go back. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> You know, your wife having driven an Alero uh, gives me PTSD because I once had my car impounded because I let someone drive it and they had a suspended license and they uh, they saw a cop go by on the freeway going like 95, 100, and then they took it as license to speed behind that cop. So they got caught for pacing. <laughs> they went to jail and my car went to jail for 30 days. So this guy rented me a car or I rented the car and gave him the bill. And I like the guy, so I tried to give him a break. So I rented an Oldsmobile Alero, which is not a big car. Um, but the major design flaw in it is if you're over six feet tall, every time you try to get into the car, you nearly brain yourself on on the yep. uh, on the top yep. of the car, on the hood of the car. Yeah. Uh, so I hit my head probably 20 times in a month. And that's really all I remember of that month. <laughs> so. Think you would have learned uh well you no, forget every no, time because, that's the... yeah oh. because you you just yes. hit your head and it's not your car it's all the head injuries not used right <laughs> right so you know i, I, got, I eventually got my car back one. and my memory returned but every time so i see an oldsmobile alero or i hear bobby talk about his wife's uh dead car um my head hurts it was a good car i mean we basically treated it like a utility vehicle for the last year because it is actually pretty big it's just low it's really yeah. short low and i'm five nine and whenever i get in the driver's seat of that car my head is sort of grazing the yes. top of the i'm glad you noticed that man because i'm six two and that makes all the difference in braining yourself yeah i drove a 99 alero all through college and You're too i had tall the same for problem. that car yeah yeah i hated it so <laughs> andrew mentions an onion article about the podcaster who sincerely <laughs> apologizes and insists <laughs> the audio on the next episode will be better. That was Matt Baca, I think, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he wrote that from the desk at his job at the school funded by the government. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did, says the cover band. <laughs> Luke says that Tom Hanks was in Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they lowered him down into the on the on the cables, but he was a little too heavy and he just sprawled down to the ground. And that's how like he landed Luke said, on though, that would be an amazing movie. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. That's how he landed on that island. Would be Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari in drag, you know, trying to pull off some, some giant heist. Uh, <clears throat> I can't come up with a Bosom Brothers uh, <laughs> pun quick enough. <laughs> uh, we also judged the font for Northwest Behavioral. <laughs> we get a plug for Davey Rothbart's latest project coming through town um, and that he got an Emmy for Medora. Have you guys seen it? I saw it. Is it good? It's great. Uh, I actually went to a screening when he was in Boston for the movie and I've been meaning to watch it again and make Sam watch it. You will cry. 
Andrew is right. He wrote, or rather, he said that uh, he must have been in the pocket of deep Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this little town where they do this, the basketball team just hasn't won a game in years, basically. Um, but there's no narrator. Like, it's all first-person audio. And it's just cut together well so that it tells the story without needing a narrator. It's really good. Is there a lot of uh, Chiron that explains what's going on? Like, this is game one. <clears throat> this is the first practice no. of the year. You just um, it's, all, it's all gathered from the dialogue? The, the players and the interviewed people carry enough water. They lay enough pipe to okay. do that. But it's okay. not heavy. And you sort of get the gist of it. You sort of get the locker room speeches and things, and that helps. Mm -hmm. But it's it's really, it's very good. Everybody should go watch it. I think it was on Netflix at one point. It might still be. Um, well, it was, at, it was at Redbox, but Luke checked it out, and it's still. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Never see it again. Yeah. Sold out. And that Davey Rothbard, he's a charmer. I saw him when he came through on his book tour, too. He bought me a drink after. I like the guy. Mm -hmm. um, he's dreamy. Yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. He's from Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is where my cousins are from. He went to high school with them. Uh, so sorry to... Uh, to all our, our friends, cousins in Ann Arbor. We're really sorry about what happened last <laughs> weekend. Really sorry. <laughs> Not as sorry as that punter. Um, oh, can you imagine? You have one job. <laughs> uh, Chris Don't Hayes. swear on the podcast. Don't swear on the podcast. Don't swear on the podcast. Fuck. <laughs> Chris Hayes also won an Emmy. Good for him. We have successful friends. Uh, top story. It's back to the future day. Do we have to talk about this? No, I don't care. No, please. Great. Andrew bought a new battery for his vape pen. Oh man. I'd rather talk about this. Can I tell you why I think he's vaping my theory? I have one too, but go Let's ahead. Let's go around the horn. Start <laughs> Christy. Because now he doesn't have to leave the house to smoke and he can just stay playing Minecraft. Mm. Next. Interesting. Okay. Mine is, is a larger thing because I think you're right, Christy. But I also think that the reason he was even open to vaping is something that solves a long-running mystery to me. And that's how could Andrew have fallen so far from his dad bro tree? Well, apparently that he has one bro weakness. He, that acorn didn't fall far from his dad bro. He's a vapor. <laughs> so it's in his blood. Yes, it is. I mean, what would Andrew's dad do if he were uh if he were 35, 38 years old today? His dad would be vaping the fuck out of those vape pens. <laughs> um Meredith. I don't have a theory. I mean, I guess I agree with Christy. I think vaping is gross and weird, but whatever. I don't care. It's better than smoking. It is better than smoking. I don't have a theory. Uh, I was going to say, I guess he wants to practice blowing vapor rings instead of smoke rings. And you can do mm. that inside with less wind. What's what's stupider, vaping or hookah? Oh, hookah. Well, hookah ties you down into a mm. room so less people see you. So that's an advantage. No, but on the other hand, hookah, you have to sit with like five other people who do <laughs> hookah. <laughs> yeah, but they're like-minded folk. They're not judging you. They're hookahing with you. <laughs> I've but, done but you guys say you guys say um, you're glad people are vaping instead of instead of smoking, and I don't agree. I do not agree with that. Why? Um, well, because he's all about the looks. At this point, I mean, smoking is not popular uh, among folks of a certain 
type or whatever. But what I can definitely say is if you are vaping, you will never put your penis inside a woman with a college degree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if that's true because I feel that a lot of college people are doing it. Mm -hmm. Did they get a degree? Right. They haven't matriculated. (laughs) Okay. I guarantee you they're not graduating if they're into vaping. We'll check back. Um, Mike, you work at the restaurant business. Are are people still when I worked in even coffee shops, everyone smoked. Yeah. It's everyone. the only way to get a break. Yeah. I used to pretend to to get a break. Me too. <laughs> I started smoking so I could get a break. I used to work yeah. in a breakfast restaurant in high school and I was too young to smoke, but if you wanted to take a step off the line, which was 120 degrees, you would just go have a cigarette. So I was 14 inside. Mm-hmm. I just go outside and uh, chat with y'all. Yeah, that's what I would. uh, People would offer me a cigarette and they just assumed I'd take one because I used to slip out the back door for a few minutes at a time and just breathe in all that great secondhand Mm -hmm. smoke. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, The guys seem shocked that vaping could be connected with the marijuana. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's they've really missed the boat on that one. Yeah. Didn't that start? I mean, didn't you used to be able to vape like pot before yeah. any weird nicotine juice yeah. showed up? Emily's uh, boyfriend that she had before me, there are videos online of him explaining how um, how the vaping works. And he's using a tobacco product in the video, but it's very clear <laughs> that, that uh, you can vape whatever you want. He sounds cool. Yeah, he was cool. <laughs> can you get his number? No, I'm sorry because Meredith has a college degree. Um, the um, Luke is enough out of touch with this that he's not sure about the differences between the ones that's the size of a pen and the ones that's the size of a lavalier microphone pack. <laughs> because nothing else is the size of a lav mic pack. Not a not a wallet. Not a deck of cards. Pack of cigarettes. Pack of right. cigarettes. <laughs> That would be an ironic choice. Uh, we get an email from a guy who had a roommate who worked at the recycling center, basically saying that for every time Luke fucks up, his roommate got a job. <laughs> and then there's a conversation about bubble tea. Luke remembers trying it when Addie was a kid in New York, and he did not like it. What do you it's, guys think? I don't mind it. It's kind of like fun. It. I'm more or less a fan. Yeah. And, and, and hey, if you're going to have bubble tea... You know, what are you doing without the balls? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have to have the balls because if you don't, then it's just sugary water. Right. Taro taro smoothie is the, is the drink of choice over here. Mm. I prefer a fruity beverage over a milky beverage. I have a thing about, I don't drink a lot of milk and if I'm going to drink something, I'd rather kind of like a fruit juicy drink. And so I usually get something like that with the beads. Um, I've started getting more bubble tea recently because my office roommate, who's a guy in his mid thirties, clean cut played in the air force band for a long time. That's how I got into the arts. Um, Grew up in the Midwest, very religious, very relatively conservative, giddy with excitement at the thought of going for bubble tea. (laughs) It's completely out of character. He's kind of got the short, short cut hair. He still kind of looks like he could be in the air force. He's still in the reserves. I say, Hey, let's run down to Cleveland circle and get bubble tea. He lights up like an eight year old. It's amazing. He just wants some balls in his mouth. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just like us. Just like we all do. Who doesn't. So I go more now because I can't resist 
giving him that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew talks about how his hot dog stories are all the rage, according to Mike Frizzell and the Little Red Bandwagon. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've created a monster. <clears throat> yeah, he mentioned that in the in the um, or something similar to that in the newsletter this week. He said that I had written some hurtful poems about him, which I haven't. Or at least not that I've shared publicly. Right. <laughs> but he did link to our website yes. with your name. So that yes, was nice. Yes, he did. Uh, Usually Luke when you a... click on a link of my name, it leads to a lot of <laughs> a lot of stories from around the 1993 era. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we got a voicemail from Stubot who says that Monday's construction noise sounded like a caper. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little Chinese guy inside, a, inside of like a serving tray. A safe. Yeah. yeah, he jumped out. I, I could see that, as if they were trying to to distract us. Hey guys, there's a podcast being recorded over here. Don't look behind me. They're sawing into the bank. Yeah, if I was Carrie, I would be trying to tunnel out of that house. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna say it. I'd be trying to tunnel out of that marriage. Oh, just don't hit the pool. <laughs> Does she get half the boats? <laughs> Yeah, they'll saw one of them in half, yeah. and it'll be just as one and a half boats. as the other one two. One and a half boats. Thursday, nineteen seventy-five. A lot of friends, a lot of dinners. Andrew introduces, or excuse me, Luke introduces Andrew as Beard Hamster, <laughs> <laughs> and we jump into a conversation about begging the question versus raising the question, as defended on Twitter by Peter Sagal, author of Dirty Dancing to Havana Nights. <laughs> and and recently, a subject that we broached on our Friday show with Megan Coughlin. That's right. So go back and listen to that. She helped me understand yet. it. So when I read Peter Sagal's tweet, I actually could laugh knowingly instead of pretending <laughs> I knew what it was about. <laughs> um, Andrew kind of runs us through some things, starting with Bruce from Lake Stevens, who has posted an entire thread on the Facebook page about all the Star Wars characters. There's no way Bruce did that. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, that's not the Bruce we know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew's also loving Fargo, season two of Fargo. Hey, guys, Fargo, if you haven't seen it, totally legit. I have not seen any of the second season yet, but the first season, amazing. And I've never even seen the movie. So take that. I'll put it on it's my It's on list. my to watch. Yep, mine yeah, too. It's on my to- yeah, mine. I don't even own a TV. That's not true. I do. I just don't watch it. <laughs> Unless it's NCIS. Oh, God. Uh, Luke now oh. has cable, speaking of TV, and he has put the TV on a an altar of kitchen tiles, which I hope he doesn't realize they're going to need as soon as Carrie's done <laughs> with that right. tar. As soon as Carrie gets, she's going to be like, I need to lay the tile now. Is he'll, it okay? He'll be annoyed that he has to move the TV so she yeah, can grab like, the tile. Gosh. <laughs> What am I going to do with the TV now? Uh, live on the air, Andrew gets a text from Steve Nelson, who's in <laughs> L.A. and wants to find a time to meet, uh, which seems reasonable since it's Andrew's boss. Um, <laughs> they navigate options for that and at one point suggest that Steve might come on the show. I was a little disappointed that that never happened. Yeah. I yeah. know. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Guys, do you think uh, Steve Nelson wears those headphones when they're at the coffee shop like like Warren <laughs> from uh, There's Something About Mary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a laugh, but I don't have an answer. Um, 
This is Luke's second attempt at Apple Pay for the week, and this is the one when he hard-locked the register. Oh, no. What, did he try to, like, get an extra orange across the self-check? I mean, what, how did he hard-lock it again? <clears throat> uh, he, he um, I think, tried to pay with his card and Apple Pay at the same time, and mm-hmm. it freaked out. Well, Yeah, that's never happened to me. If, uh, if I were running a grocery store, I would program my, my registers to just go ahead and take both payments. on to our top story uh dan pashman of the sparkful podcast uh pops in and i should say of the bryant park project which is his connection to luke from years ago comes on to plug his new cooking channel pilot i forgot to write down the name but i'm pretty sure it's you're You're eating eating it wrong wrong. yep that sounds like my last date uh, finally worked well, since you said you've never been on a date, Nailed we know it. you're lying. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Sounds like my date I'm having tomorrow. Uh, the upshot doesn't sound as good. There is no upshot. Uh, he mentions Grimaldi's and Juliana's. Uh, I've been to Juliana's, and I only mention it for two reasons. One, it was very good. And two, we had to go to Juliana's instead of Grimaldi's because we were going the line with... The out the door? <clears throat> no, we were going with a friend who I very much like, who is in a relationship with someone I don't care for, and that person I don't care for decided that he's gluten-free and Juliana's has a gluten-free option. For fuck's sake. Those places should never... I will stop going if a place like that offers a gluten-free option. No, I I should be clear. It was like a salad or something. They didn't have a gluten-free pizza. Okay, okay. That's fine. (laughs) They did have some extra cardboard in the back. I think they would have been willing to put some sauce on it. charge him um i went to juliana's once and saw porn stash from orange is the new black coming out of there oh so you know it's good yep yeah uh pashman talks about how the death of the brian park project which is something we've actually dug into a lot on the friday saturday shows recently with some of our recent guests uh, was a great thing because out of it grew the flowers that are tbtl and the sparkful uh, and I suppose really indirectly the gist. Yes, the gist, of course. Well, yeah, a few years removed. I was surprised they didn't mention that one. <laughs> yeah. And then then there's Allison Stewart's stellar career since the... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait a minute. How's your podcast, Allison? <laughs> uh, an adorable moment. Uh, Dan mentions that when his daughter sees him on TV, she thinks it's Skype and then gets mad when he doesn't answer her. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Kids <laughs> are <is>. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we really should get to the nickname conversation. Um, and before we get too far into it, I, I think we're going to use this as the clip of the week this week. Just a quick introduction. This is about uh, Bucks running back, Doug Martin. No, Bucks? running back. Mike. Yeah, he's yeah. running back. I don't know why I doubted myself. His nickname is uh, Muscle Hamster, which he hates. And he decided to tell the press that he would much rather be called Duggernaut, Duggernator, or Muscle and Hustle. (laughs) We'll come back on the other side of the clip to have a nickname conversation. But for now, uh, I'm editing this. So me, let's take a listen to that clip. Hey, can you um, stick around and talk uh, top story and a couple emails with us, Pashman? guys i got all the time in the world um i know you're a huge football fan a a long long time new york giants fan 
Uh, I'm not sure how aware of Doug Martin you are. He's a running back, apparently, for the uh, Bucks. I'm, I, I mean, I, I'm vaguely aware of him. I remember that I wanted the Giants to draft him, but then they drafted someone else, uh, David Wilson, who like broke his neck and never played again. Oof. So, um, yeah, you have a little bit of awareness, more awareness than I did of Doug Martin. I think when I heard Doug Martin, I thought Curtis Martin for a minute. Um, I don't know if they're related or not. But Doug Martin has a nickname – and it is Muscle Hamster. <laughs> I haven't I haven't been able to figure out where he got the name Muscle Hamster from. He's not a big guy, so that's got to be related to it, right? That's my guess. I mean, I was trying to figure that out as well, and I just kind of took it for granted that you would probably know. Um, I'm not as I'm not uh, steeped enough in in sort of Doug Martin's athletic history, but I do know that this is by by way of Deadspin that he really really hates the nickname muscle hamster for instance a couple of years ago uh the nfl tweeted from their official account um they doug martin it was a picture of him i presume doug martin currently bouncing off defenders and breaking tackles like a 2012 muscle hamster (laughs) and then doug martin responds at nfl i appreciate the shout out but can you refrain from using that name please (laughs) So there are a lot of aspects of the story that I would like to break down. I don't know. I, I, there's more to the story to tell, but I, let's start by asking how you guys feel about the name Muscle Hamster. If you were nicknamed Muscle Hamster, would you approve or disapprove of it? I mean, speaking of someone who has very few muscles. <laughs> but I a lot okay. of hamsters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I would take it. I feel like if you're gonna be, if you're if you're gonna have adjective hamster, muscles pretty good, yeah. you know. And I would just be like, oh well, at least they think I have muscles. I'll take that, you know. And there are worse animals. Right, right. Yeah, not. I mean, better than slimy hamster. Right. A depressed right, hamster. Know? Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm just. I was looking up uh, Doug Martin's stats. Doug Martin is five foot nine. Mm-hmm. Usually, in most sports, they they give him an extra inch or so too. So it would be probably safe to assume that Doug Martin might be more like five foot eight. Um, and uh, he's out of Boise State. I think that probably the. Well, I'm also looking at his face. It's fairly squat. Like it's his face appears. Mm, I could. It's sort of hamster esque. So I don't know if the hamster thing comes from him being small of stature, uh, but very muscular, or if it's because his face looks kind of a little hamstery. Um, but Doug Martin uh, has uh, been apparently spreading the word with people at the Tampa Bay Bucks organization that he would like to instead be called Duggernaut. <laughs> He has apparently since 2013 been trying to get people not to call him Muscle Hamster, but to call him Duggernaut or some such variation. This is what he said to a a TV station in Tampa. Stop calling me Muscle Hamster. I'm just telling everybody right now, stop calling me Muscle Hamster. (laughs) Duggernaut, Duggernator, Muscle and Hustle. Any of those are fine, but Muscle Hamster has to stop. Doug is fine also. The muscle hamster has to stop. Stop it. So wait, End does quote. he like the name or not? Does he like – it's unclear where <laughs> he stands on this. I love muscle and hustle. I was telling Luke before the show that like it would be – I mean 
I like the name Muscle and Hustle for myself in the most I just drenched in irony kind of way. Like I sleep late. I eat way too much. I am just like the idea of me kind of like rolling out of bed way too late in the morning and possibly my girlfriend saying to me, hey, Muscle and Hustle. I think that's actually a really good nickname for me. I'm also willing to take on Muscle Hamster as well. I kind of want all these nicknames. Is that unfair? I think it has to do with your height. I think because you're – what are you, like 6'2", Andrew? Yeah. I think if you're somebody who is on the taller side, the name Hamster, the nickname Hamster doesn't hold any mm-hmm. possible offense for you because it's not – if you're a guy who's smaller and probably Doug, Doug uh, Martin has been always you know underestimated because he's a smaller guy, he probably – to him, Hamster seems like – uh, you know, an insult, a pejorative, a yeah. way of describing him as little. So I think, like, I wouldn't care if people called me Muscle Hamster either. Again, for the reasons you've already cited, both of you, which is I would be so flattered at any nickname that involved <laughs> muscle. <laughs> um, but um, it also gets into this question of, like, can you give yourself a nickname? And the right. answer very clearly seems to be no, right? Well, I think maybe it's okay to give yourself a nickname if it's a self-deprecating nickname. Mm. You know, so like, like even that though. I mean, like, like I, you know, because I, my definition of a sandwich, I call I'm a, I'm a strict constructionist when it comes to the definition of a sandwich. I believe you must look to the Earl of Sandwich to the framer's original intent, and for that reason, I have nicknamed myself the Scalia of sandwiches. Mm. Okay. Now, you know, that's not a name that that I, a lot of people that I know would be excited to have themselves be called so i always feel like it's a joke no one ever ever actually called me that <laughs> right that's so what i was right ask. well but that's right. a, but see that's the but that to me is the essential question when it comes to nicknames is or, or at least the point at which a nickname really becomes a nickname and not just a dream yeah. is when other people use it <laughs> right right and that's i i've cited this story many times on this show but it but actually also goes to a, a it relates to a football player when I was a kid, the Seattle Seahawks had a quarterback named Dave Craig. Dave Craig was out of Milton College in Wisconsin, now defunct college. And his nickname, for whatever reason, was Mudbone. Mm. And he hated the nickname Mudbone. And I remember one night when he called up to Sportsline on Cairo Radio, hosted by Wayne Cody. And he said, everybody stop calling me Mudbone. My new nickname is Cobra. <laughs> and, and, and Wayne Cody laughed and said, all right, whatever, Mudbone. <laughs> you can't get p- other people to embrace your nickname if you make it up, I think, even if it's self-deprecating. Plus, wasn't well, Mudbone it, the name of Tom Petty's first band in Florida? I'm yes, it was. I'm 90% sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, I think also the best way to ensure that nobody will will – Basically, to ensure that people are going to call you by the nickname you hate even more than they already do is to walk around saying, don't call me that. Mm-hmm. Yes, for exactly. Like, uh, none of us had any idea that Doug Martin was called Muscle Hamster until he doth protested right. with, like, a, a number of interviews where he says the words Muscle Hamster repeatedly. <laughs> it's right. now burned in our brains. Stop calling right. me Muscle Hamster. He's now going to hear it every time he gets tackled from every opposing teammate – Every visiting fan, when he comes out of the tunnel, they're going to be yes. 80,000 80, people are going to be chanting Muscle Hamster now. Have you ever had a nickname, Dan, that not, not one that you made up for yourself, not a, not a Pashman-sanctioned nickname, but an actual nickname that people called you that stuck, whether it was pejorative or otherwise? I don't know that I really had one. That, like, I mean, there was a brief period of time where when I would enter a room, uh, a couple of friends of mine would go, 
Pashman. That's yeah, I see that. That's actually better than a nickname. That's like a celebratory call. What about you? Also, that's a real time commitment from your friends. It really is. Luke, I knew we were young. We didn't have anything else to do. You were trying to make Lucky work for a while, right, Luke? Yeah, I thought I thought Lucky would be a cool nickname to have, and because of. Uh, then people saw uh, how I usually do when I go gambling, and they were like, that is not an accurate <laughs> description for you, sir. I, Luca, the, I, I picture you more as a red. What? Ooh. Red? Like, uh, just like because of just my nick. I would love that, but I would have to have at least a little bit of red hair, right? I, I mean, I don't know. There's just something when I picture you in my, in my head. You have uh, – your your the 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 color of your aura is red. Is Whoa. it because I always wore that red checked shirt Maybe. when we worked together? That could, that could be. Back, but I like uh, the idea of people calling you Red Burbank. <laughs> I do too. That's a cool nickname. I just I, my sense is most of the time when people call someone Red, I think it has to do. Often it gets its origin in the person. Um, having like red hair of some kind, but I would take right. it. That's a pretty badass nickname. The The closest I ever got to having a nickname and it wasn't one I was psyched about. It didn't really bother me that much, but it was just so involved was, you know, there was a movie that came out in the eighties called Lucas about a football player who sure. is, I think I have, I've never even seen the movie, but I know Charlie Sheen's and I think Charlie Sheen's like the big, you know, he's the big successful jock and somehow this kind of very nerdy kid, uh, Lucas is like on the team, if I if I understand that much of the movie right, and everyone's always making up nicknames for him. And one of the nicknames that they call him is Luca Plakia, which is cancer of the mouth. And when I was on the Handy Andy baseball team, there was a kid named D'Angelo who would always call me Luca Plakia, and then other kids on the team kind of started calling me Luca Plakia, which I, I have to say I wasn't so much offended by as amazed that. Otherwise, idiotic <laughs> kids were using this sort of complex word for like a mouth cancer. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, How about you, Walsh? Yeah, go on, Andrew. No, never had a nickname. Uh, just that's, kidding. That's, that's, that's Andrew speak for keep it moving. No, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. It's going to get dark. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying that because every day on this show, you introduce me, I think, by a new nickname. They're, they're stacking up. Um, but, uh, I mean, when I was a kid, yeah, I definitely was – I. I acquired some troubling uh, pejorative nicknames like Lumpy and Binky oh, and Alienation. Binky because I had hair that was like a clown. And uh, Alienation was before my hair started growing out and it was cut short and I had a big weird head. Do you remember Alienation? I've told this about yeah, the show before the TV I do, show. Yeah, I do. I remember that. That's, uh, that's terrible. Yeah, I never had like a like – I, I mean before I started doing the show and I get a new nickname every day now, um, which is great. I feel like that's, that's like karma. It's right. pushing down all of the bad <laughs> yeah, right, nicknames. Right. Suffice it to say, uh, you can call me Lumpy or Binky or even Alienation, and none of them are. It's you're not really going to hurt my feelings with that anymore. I guess, unless I gotta say, I guess if an 11 year old came up to me and just said, "Hey, Alienation," that would still probably hurt. But you would be like, have you been watching Netflix? How do you know about this a very outdated insult? I'd be very impressed. Actually, I'd want to hang out with that 11 year old. Sounds like a cool dude. What would you like your nickname to be, Pashman? Like I said, I lucky would be cool. I know you've self-titled yourself the Scalia of Sandwich, but um, what, That's not um, happening. what what um, would mean, you I, like it to be? I mean, I, I, I like throwback nicknames. That's why I, I, I like imagining you as red. I don't know if you, if you dyed your hair red, would that count as giving yourself the nickname? Ah. Because then you would have 
validated it even for some period of time. What would I want my nickname to be? Um, how about, oh, you know what? You just reminded me there was a period of time in high school when people would call me Unky Pash. <laughs> <laughs> There's a period of time in your future where I will start calling you Unky Pash. <laughs> I guess I've always struck people as avuncular. <laughs> wow. This was I totally a, so, forgot about that. I just remembered. Where did that come from? I, I think that, you know, that, that I always had this, maybe my, my vibe has always been sort of like, you know, your, your kind of um, wise-cracking, crusty uncle. Uh, who's got a lot of sort of opinions and a little bit sort of gruff but friendly, gruff on the outside and friendly on the inside. Uh, uncle guy and like so a they well call me Unky like Pash. a well cooked baguette. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I th- I try to bring it back to sporkful <laughs> terminology. It's crusty on the outside, but soft and and warm on the inside. I appreciate that. Yes. So 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 um, Unky Unky Pash could be. I I, I was okay with that. I, I I don't mind people viewing me as being uh, avuncular, but maybe maybe if I wanted something shorter, I'd go with. Doc. Oh, yeah. Doc is such That's a cool, a you know, nickname. we've just been talking this week on the show about the movie Inherent Vice because I rented it the other day. And the the Joaquin Phoenix character is named Doc. And it occurred to me in watching the movie that that would be the coolest nickname you could mm-hmm. ever have is Doc. Yeah. In fact, it's three days in a row that we've talked about Doc because we had Inherent Vice and then yesterday was Back to the Future. Right. right here with Dan, so that that can't be a coincidence. Do you have any? Do you have any? Um, you have you do have about a hundred nicknames on this show, Walsh. But do you have any other ones that um, you would like it if we could try to adopt? You know, I not not at the tip, not at the 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 forefront of my brain right now. I mean, I could I could come up with some, but I mean, I think what we've come up with here is like the number one thing is they have to just happen naturally. I was having, I was having like uh, dinner with a friend the other night. I'm just bragging now. I have a lot of friends and a lot of dinners, <laughs> um, and uh, he was like talking about how he had. By some the way, friend. that's a possible show title: <laughs> a, a lot, lot of friends, friends, comma a, a lot, lot of, of dinners. dinners. <laughs> but he was saying like he's got a friend whose nickname is now just Balls, and I can't remember. Remember exactly Whoa. what it, I know. That's kind of gross sounding, but it actually—I don't think it necessarily had to do with anatomy. But it was one of those names where it was like the guy's name was something like I don't know Crenshaw or something like that. But you know, he walks in the room, and all of a sudden it's like, "Hey, Crenshaw!" Then it becomes Crankshaw, and then it's Crank Balls, and then next thing you know, it's just balls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just kind of like it goes through these, and he, it was like this seven-step process. And now the guy walks in the room, and he's just called Balls. And like, even though it may not have to do with anything, like that's how nicknames should come about. I think. So we're start, We're calling you Balls now. Yeah. <laughs> The important conversation out of this, can you give yourself a nickname? Oh, well, I tried once. And it, <laughs> well, it, it, it did take a little bit. Um, I, it was like, I think first year out of college, I had like dislocated my uh, kneecap for the second time. And I was playing softball that summer with all my friends, like I always did. And I was turning from a very lean muscular young man into, you know, a doughy mess in a hurry because I, <laughs> I couldn't run. Um, and so I, I just, I became the designated hitter. So I would, uh, so I just said, ah, I'm just that big moose that sits around in the dugout and then walks out and hits the, tries to hit the ball a mile. And 
since I was already being called uh, Frizz or McFrizz, uh, I became Moose McFrizz. And then later on, after I was a fugitive and my name was Drew Andrew Michaels, also known as Drew, um, somehow my friends made it Drew McFrizz. So I tried to give myself the nickname as just Moose and it ended up as Drew McFrizz, which is still like my Twitter handle. But legitimately, uh, I was given a nickname while I was in county jail from the Mexican guys because I was trying to teach some some of them English and they called me maestro, which I hope they told me and I hope it's true that it means professor. <laughs> um, I have a I just want to talk about this guy. Um, I the Doug Martin. I um, talked to my cousin who's a BSU football expert. And I asked him why, where this nickname came from. And he said, he's 5'9", 225, and he looks like a rat. (laughs) (laughs) I think Pashman had it right. He said, if you're going to have blank hamster, muscle is good. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) It could be a lot worse, right? We get a run through of the guy's nicknames. Uh, Luke wanted to make us look lucky. And couldn't get it to stick. <laughs> um, Leukoplakia? Mm-hmm. I don't even believe that story. It's from yeah, what that Ellie Lucas. Right, but what? I watched that movie too, and I, that wasn't a takeaway for me, the Leukoplakia thing. Well, the first thing that came to my mind is I have my undergrad is kind of a pre-med training. Leukoplakia mm-hmm. is, it's not just mouth cancer. It's also prive cancer. Oh. Like it's just mucous membrane cancer, and those are the two places you have those. So, yikes! Mm-hmm. It actually makes Andrew's nicknames less awkward. Uh, but before we do, has Luke uh, Pashman decides Luke's nickname is Red? I I like that this is suddenly a pledge class, and Pashman's <laughs> just taking it upon himself to tell everyone <laughs> <Yeah>. their new <laughs> names. <laughs> uh, so he's Red. Andrew says he was lumpy. <laughs> I didn't write it down, but I think he also said Binky. Yeah, he did say Binky. I mean, Lumpy's just lazy. That's just a blinding glimpse of the obvious. Right. I thought that those names were kind of taken from the ghost from Pac-Man. Am I wrong? I don't don't know. I mean, Blinky I get. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I'm not on a first name basis with all of them. Uh, But Alienation has come up before. Yes. Yes. So I like that he wouldn't care if anyone said it, except for if a little kid called him that. (laughs) An eleven-year-old, an eleven-year-old kid, just so happens we know an eleven-year-old kid. Aiden, we we have a mission for you. Who will be at the two thousand show? (laughs) Did you see that they just tagged us in that Aiden got his birthday card? Yes. So happy birthday, Aiden! Happy birthday, Aiden! Happy birthday! Happy birthday from your mortal compass. For once, we're not (laughs) sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and Pashman decides that Andrew is tapioca. Yeah, yeah. why? Because he's sweet and shapeless. I thought because yeah. he's all balls. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. He was this week. I like that. He was clutch. Yeah, he was. He was good. Mm-hmm. So uh, Doc is the best nickname you can have. It is because either you, you're a medical professional uh, or you know how to get drugs or uh, you're so smart, everyone thinks that you should be a doctor. There's no way to lose with doctors. Right. Right. Uh, when I was in college, I 
did a lot of stuff with UB. I was a good, you know, kiss ass uh, student leader. <clears throat> and I interacted a lot with Doc, this one guy, this really old guy who everyone just called Doc, Doc Yasevich. Uh, he's ancient and way back in the day, he was the UB Bulls men's football sideline doctor. He worked for the medical school, but his primary gig was just hanging out with the football team all week. Nice. And uh, yeah, to this day, he just sits around and tells dirty jokes and raises a shitload of money for the alumni association. The only uh, guy I ever knew that was nicknamed Doc was uh, Doc McDonald. And he was the guy who killed his entire family at Fort Bragg and uh, still denies it to this day. Great, great softball player and a good dude, by the way. I know Doc McStuffins, the um, Walt Disney character. <laughs> so covered a ride gamut with Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Brown? Do we want to no. talk about him? No, we said no. No, we, no, we don't. Nope. <laughs> uh, emailer says, just get the bubble tea without tapioca. No way. Just go somewhere else and get a shake. Yeah, just get a milkshake. Right. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with you? I can't it's as believe... many calories. It, it, bubble tea is is pure sugar. Yeah. I can't believe if they you... went out with that song. No, that song has been stuck in my head since. Yeah. It's a good song. Uh, and one more thing I'll mention. They talk a little bit more about microwaves versus ovens. Moisture came up. That's always fun. And... Um, Andrew mentions that while well, Vives is out of town, he's taking advantage of the pork situation. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, we'll go to Friday, 1976, the throng song, because I don't want to explain Andrew's pork situation. Mm -hmm. uh, Luke realizes he's been a little too specific on his sure. location. Yeah, he has. <laughs> at the peak, at the top of Alabama Hill in the Bay City. Do you think he's doing that on accident? Not at all. No. Oh. He was pretty easy to get a line on in Mount Baker. And then he was really, really easy to get a line on in Port Townsend. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he, the direction he's going, he should just, the next place they move into, just give out the address as soon as they buy the place. Right. Let us all know where to send the welcome basket. Mm -hmm. um, Home Depot gift cards. Right. <laughs> just send them straight to Carrie. Um, I imagine with. Uh, well, you actually went to Port Townsend and saw him there, didn't you? I did, yes. And you saw his armada? I saw the fence that his neighbor constructed, which was... Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Just the wire? <laughs> yeah, just like two um, two metal stakes and a wire. Yeah, it was sturdy. And Rudy <laughs> really grasped the the concept. She, yeah. she, you know, she knew she shouldn't go past this tiny little wire. I only say it because, well, I don't know that I ever knew exactly where he lived in Port Townsend. I got the feeling that if you just walked in and said, hey, where's that doofus that moved in with the radio yeah. show? <laughs> they would just sort of point you in this direction. And let's face it, Bobby, uh, if you really wanted to know, a man like you <clears throat> who knows how to find things would have found it within minutes. Yeah, my nickname should be Red. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's some Lord of the Rings talk that sort of went over my head. Uh, followed by Andrew telling us that he had an 8 a.m. call with or a meeting with Steve Nelson. Uh, and Andrew's really proud of himself. He got out of bed at a reasonable hour. He went in on the train. He makes another reference to this being a hot dog story, yes. <laughs> which uh, he's really embracing. And I like to get... call it a Mary Steenburgen story now. I'm, I'm switching it. <laughs> 
uh, and they're going in opposite directions. Andrew is staying up later and later and getting up later and later. Uh, Luke is going to bed earlier and earlier and waking up at 630 with no alarm clock. He can't drink coffee too late anymore. Right. He's I don't appreciate him uh, besmirching the good name of people who work from home. Mm. He talked a long time about how you need to return to society at some point, and I strongly disagree with that. I've worked from home for three years. Well, and... Meredith, do you ever like have a couple days where you realize you haven't left the house? Yeah, I love those days. You do. I okay. don't want to leave because because we have because yeah. Emily <laughs> works from home and. And we will have those days, you know, sometimes two or three days when we realize she hasn't left the house and it, she, it does kind of bother her that she hasn't like put, put on some good clothes and gone out. It doesn't bother me at all. I, I guess I go to the gym, not to brag, but that's the only mm -hmm. reason sometimes that I shower. So I guess that's, uh, that's necessary, but I have no desire to like be in a crowded train. I don't want to like go rush hour traffic, drive mm -hmm. downtown. None of that. Uh-uh. I'll stay in in. We haven't really gotten into this, but I also work from home two or three days a week. My schedule, as you guys know, is kind of all over the place, but I work from home. I try to work from home more than half the time. And so, Meredith, do you also have business casual pajamas? Oh, I just never change out of my pajamas. Yeah, I just, you know, I mean. I, I always have pockets, whatever it is. So I shop specifically for shorts and pants with pockets in them like pajama pants, but that's my own requirement. <clears throat> yeah. My cell phone keys and wallet are with me either in my pocket or near me at all times. I'm afraid I'll go outside and lock myself out <laughs> and I'll be stuck outside until Sam gets home from work. You need to get a little keypad entry. I don't even have to mm -hmm. worry about my keys anymore. <laughs> I had to do that after locking myself out. Yep. I could learn I think it things. takes a certain kind of personality to be able to work from home. Yeah. Well, and then I go out at night like to host trivia. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know about that. I, you guys see when I'm posting at Facebook at all hours during the day, too much. Um, back to judging TBTL and not my lifestyle. Luke <laughs> never knew that there was an underground train in LA. I see. <laughs> I I used to visit LA like once a year to to see my friend Dave, and you can't help but see it. Stations are there. I don't get why he didn't understand that it had an underground train. You don't have to get on the train to understand that it's there. That's just where all the poor people that he had removed from his neighborhood live. Oh, he doesn't sure. understand. They're blocking the sign. There's so many of them that they're stacked up like cordwood in front of the sign. Uh, Andrew went to Clifton's Cafeteria, which recently reopened. He is a newspaper and 30 years away from belonging there. Um, 30? All right, five. <laughs> yeah. As uh, chest zipper. This episode's really scatterbrained. It's clearly the end of the week and they're really kind of all over the place. Um, they get stuck on the phrase world without end and try to figure yeah. out what part of the Catholic liturgy it's from, which leads Luke to recite about 95% of the Our Father. <laughs> I, I never knew until I got older and then went to Catholic high school. I never knew that that was anything besides uh, part of the open to um this week in the nfl or nfl <laughs> films because they do that prayer and it's just so cool because these are football players and then i realized later oh that's like a religious thing uh, right I thought it was yeah, a it's in the bible thing. it's in the bible yeah that's not that um that phrase from friday night lights that i don't remember yeah clear eyes full hearts can't lose yeah 
That if churches said that, then I would go to church. Sure. And you you'd go <laughs> check out one of those pastors with the skinny jeans that plays the guitar. Well, does he look like Tim Riggins? No, he looks like uh, okay. Jeff Breakfast. But I'm not it. I'm back out. <laughs> we talk about the writer's almanac with Gary Keeler. And Luke does his Harrison Keeler impression, which Andrew immediately mm. calls out as Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> he does a great Bill Clinton. Yeah. yeah, he does. To do a Garrison Keeler impression, you just have to have enough nose hair and enough uh, power to exhale. I definitely don't have that this week. No. Um, top story, Krispy Kreme Children's Clinic. <laughs> I get where Luke is coming from, which is... They've got the money. You want the money. You give them the naming rights. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like an NFL stadium. Um, but when I was doing my thing at UB Buffalo with Doc and all those other people, um, the university board, actually, we had to pass a vote because a couple of lawyers um, named Salino and Barnes, who are the ultimate ambulance chasers of New York state. They started in Rochester where I'm from. They got their degrees from the UB law school. They named a conference room in the top floor of the law school, a really like nice facility room after Salino and Barnes, because they gave a million dollars to the school. And one of the members of the board abstained from the vote. And then went on a long rant on the record about how we should never let uh, these assholes name anything at our school. Hmm. Well, I always think that, uh, that the Robert Wood Johnson foundation is someone completely differently named, but they just want to hear someone say Robert Wood Johnson on the, on the air all the time. <laughs> and, and, um, what I'm waiting for is like the, like monster energy, a Bobo clinic or something like that. Oh God. <laughs> This is what happens when we don't get government-sponsored healthcare. Right. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you. There's things about schools where they'll they'll take money and it will be the Colgate whatever, or they'll get to put up signs in a school. I say do it if they're going to give thousands of dollars and the government refuses to. Yeah. My Buffalo Bulls finally got to play in a bowl game a few years ago. Well, they've played in a couple. They played in the International Bowl, which didn't even have a big name sponsor. But then after I left, they played in the Idaho Potato Bowl, which wouldn't exist if it weren't for the fine folks at Idaho Potato. Sure. And yeah. you know where they serve fine Idaho potatoes is at Beef O'Brady's, who sponsors right. the Beef O'Brady Bowl. The Beef O'Brady <laughs> Bowl. <laughs> yeah, take the money where you can get it. I like it. Uh, how ha Was it Luke who said he never had a Krispy Kreme donut? No, it was Andrew. No, Andrew. Andrew. How? How do you not? They're everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. They're it's fundraisers. Kind of Even if you're not near one, people will sell you one. Their kids will sell yeah. you one. Right. They drove all night to bring one back from Tucson. You're going to eat a fucking donut. Yeah. Um, the joy of a crispy... They're not my favorite, but the joy of them is that you can like squish three of them into your mouth at once. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Bobby. No one needs to think about you doing it's that. It's all air. Right. right. Yeah, it is mostly air. Did you guys read about what the challenge is? Because it's called the Krispy Kreme Challenge no. Clinic, right? No. So it's, it's actually a run. So I looked it up, and what you do is you run two and a half miles, and then you have to cram a dozen original glazed donuts no. down your throat and then <laughs> run back another two and a half mm. miles. Oh, God. I'm that at should this, not be a thing. 
I, the seagulls might not like tapioca pearls, but I bet they love that race. I'm sure Steve Newman, <laughs> uh, his yeah. wife is running in that challenge, and he stands there with the vomit bucket at about that two-thirds point. <laughs> yeah. um, they're wrong about donuts, by the way. Donuts are amazing, and I go out of mm-hmm. my way to find good donuts in the city. Uh, I like those old-school donut places, like Luke was saying, with the Formica counters and the crappy black coffee. Um, you guys know when I was in Brooklyn – not to brag, not so long ago, I made sure that I went to Peter Pan Donuts, which was great. And I know the New York Tens have made that pilgrimage. Um, when I was in Seattle last, I I specifically went to Top Pot. In fact, I think I brought some over to the Everett mm-hmm. Studios just because I wanted the experience. I have a t-shirt. Like, good donuts are hard to find. And if you don't think that's true, it's just because you've never had one. Well, the problem with the donut industry in general uh, is immigrants. The immigrants, uh, they want to own the other day parts. So what they do is they make some delicious donuts, but then they don't want to be closed. They don't want to not have any uh, revenue the rest of the day. So they sell teriyaki or tacos or prime rib or whatever. And they're just all over the map. So you don't trust their donuts, but actually their donuts are really good, but they just get greedy and try to get the other day parts. So, I mean, I'm done with immigrants. That's not really the case around here. Like here, Seattle and Portland, now it's all about artisan. Um, it used to be... Western um, Co. Yeah, well, it used to be cupcakes, and now it's donuts. Oh, right, right. So um, this, these are these are hipster white people owning these, these donuts. When you pay $5 for a donut. I'm not huge about the super weird donuts, but I will say, uh, Will the Pilot brought me a box of legendary donuts uh, when I was out there, and... Some jalapeno hot pepper jam donut holes were surprisingly good. Hmm. I yeah, whenever say, something not... really sounds disgusting, it probably tastes good. Speaking of that, Mike, what else is the fault of the immigrants? <laughs> just checking. Uh, no, I love I love immigrants. Just uh, uh, do your donuts, folks. Except uh, for Canadian immigrants, they're the worst. Well, they just can't take a little criticism. Uh, well, I. I have a friend at, at work that's Canadian and um, I always joke with her that she's the kind of immigrant that I'm, that actually takes jobs. Um, right. And I, I need her to stop taking the jobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my grandmother came here from Canada. Uh, mm-hmm. And she stole someone's job. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fletch, Phyllis Fletcher is at the mothership at APM in the twin cities. Um, she met up with the Minnesotans and the Stewbot, and Stu sent a string of texts to the boys, letting them know how great Phyllis Fletcher is. <laughs> um, I didn't get the quote down word for word, but he made sure to let Luke and Andrew know that she covered his tab, comes from good people, and swears a fuck ton more in person than <laughs> on TBTL. <laughs> yeah, and she. But only just a little more swearing than she does on Seattle Public Radio because she does swear right. a lot. Well, oh, a does lot she? On KUOW. Are, you, are you being serious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have to bleep yeah. her. Like, I can't tell if you're kidding. So I'm just going <laughs> to. Do you think they let her do that on do you Seattle think, Public Radio, do you Christy? Think they have a bleep budget on Seattle Public Radio. <laughs> I'm. Christy, I'm kidding. It's mostly just fart okay. sound effects that she plays. <laughs> and They're sleeping at the like, wheel, remember? I didn't realize she was doing football pregame now. Uh, that was a joke for two people. Okay. Uh, Fletch Files. Uh, airline seat reclining. She's changed her tune. She thought we were civilized enough to handle it. We can't. No. 
Uh, she also mentions that Facebook tagging, as we've learned this week, once again, is paramount, tantamount to saying something to someone's face and that we I need think to be it's, more courteous with I that. think it's more on the line with tapping someone on the shoulder and then when they turn around, punching them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> or hugging them because it can be done for good things sure. too. Sure. Well, no, I, we're not saying not to tag people with a loving post. Tag away if it's, you know, if I want to say uh, – Christy's a nice lady, which is something I don't believe, but I might put that <laughs> up there and I would tag her. Right. We can't get into this too much because Christy said if we did, she's going to start mashing the keypad with her dialing <laughs> wand. So, Yes. Uh, Andrew gives us advice on how to have warm nuts like first class. <laughs> <laughs> it's a three-step plan. First, you buy the nuts from the drugstore. Uh, second is you move to Southern California. I'm betting those are interchangeable. And then you put the nuts in your glove box and wait for them to heat up to 90 mm. degrees. Sure. Why can't you just sit on your nuts? Oh, that hurts. Christy. You don't want to sit on your nuts. Believe me. I mean, I have seat warmers. Can't I just, you know, pop some almonds under <laughs> my way to work? Do you want a minute to get yourself out of this paper bag or should we? <laughs> well, you know what? Any nut is warm if you just put it in your mouth for a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds Juggle like my rounds. Date. Yep. <laughs> nice and Meredith's had dates. We know she's had some dates. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's a little whore. <laughs> yep. Is that why you don't go on dates? Is because they you think they they make mm -hmm. you a I whore? I don't want society. <laughs> <laughs> no. For I've those of been, you who listen, I've never you know been that asked on a date. Jeremy only That's... puts out tied to the nerd out loud release schedule. <laughs> So which is getting sparse. Was, right. <laughs> so uh everybody hope for more Nerd Out Loud episodes. We get a 10 second no point conversion from Thursday Night Football. Luke just says that the Seahawks are great. Let me say something about that. I always have one comment, at least on the TBTL Extra Pointless. Um at no point during that game did I think Colin Kaepernick could actually score a touchdown against the Seahawks. So <laughs> once the Seahawks had scored their own touchdown. That game was over, and, and no amount of spoiling in the thread that uh, DJ was in um, got me discouraged. I mean, because usually when I say no spoilers and someone jumps in and just just spoils away, I get angry. But I had confidence the Seahawks were going to win because I'd witnessed them score a touchdown in the first half, and that's all you need to beat Squidward. Didn't it kind of seem as if they were playing a farm team? Yeah, it was uh it was sad. The Niners are yeah. sad. Yeah. Uh this I'm is so the, happy about that. Yeah, this is great. the feel good <laughs> homecoming game that you book, except that it was away and it was too late in the season. <laughs> right. And their um, home home fans were booing them. We, and they had to which, endure Sammy Hagar at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was uh just an extra round of punishment during the <laughs> halftime broadcasting. Ridiculous amount of noise and smoke machine in the background on TV. And I, I thought to myself, I wonder if CBS paid for the rights to these songs because he's so loud. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike, you and I went into the studio at halftime to record an LRB Friday that'll come mm -hmm. out probably in a couple of weeks. And when we came out of the game, the only difference was that I think the the Seahawks had scored some more points. The 49ers had scored a field goal. A couple of players had fallen into holes in the field. Yeah. And Congratulations on your stupid field. 
uh, San Francisco. And that was it. We missed almost nothing of consequence no. from that game, except the Kaepernick pass that hit his trainer in the face. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the end of the episode, we get actually some love from Luke and Andrew. Luke reminds everyone that they should have voted for us for Best of Western Washington. Uh, and Luke says some nice, uh, Andrew says some nice things about us too. They also circle back to the nasty email that Andrew received from the previous weekend and they teased it on Monday and never brought it up again. But Andrew was quick to pull it back up and read a line or two from it. I was happy the way he reacted to that. He seemed more amused by it than hurt. I think he's growing a skin. Yep. We might've helped him in this process. Oh, I think tough love had a lot to do with it. And that's what we're telling people. If they ask us that was love. Yeah. We're not just being tough on him. It's tough love. Uh, that's it for the week. Anyone want to chime in? Uh, I think I have one more thing. They were talking about the get-together in Minnesota and how uh, Stubot was the only male among the 10 to 12 people that gathered for the meeting. Um, guys, the 2000th show is coming up. This is an opportunity. I mean, if you want to meet some ladies, get your thing organized and they will come to you. Right. And everyone, uh, if you're doing a regional meetup, you should email us, right, Christy? Yeah, so we're going to put up a section on the website on littleredbandwagon.com to where you can click and find out where your city, where your local tens are, are meeting up. Unless right. it's just the Dallas one, then <laughs> we don't need to make a whole site for it. So if you haven't thought about a regional meetup yet, this is a good excuse to do so. The show is going to be live on Cairo 97.3 FM from 7 to 9 p.m. And that is streamable through the Cairo website. So you can do this from anywhere. Um, do it. Let us know you're doing it. Shoot an email to littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. And we will put those all together. And by we, I mean Christy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christy, speaking of housekeeping, yes. archive project. Yep. My personal goal was to have through 2012 completed by November and that's not going to be done. We have 26 more weeks, but um, I did send out an email asking everybody their status and people got back to me and it looks like it worked because I've been having people turning some in. So if you'd like to join, um, send, send us an email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com and we'll add you to the archive. Um, and that's it. Oh, Thanks let me helping. say something about that too. If, uh, if you are archiving and you've yet to be on the show, um, on our, uh, Friday show and you run across an episode that really inspires you submit and, uh, we'll get you on. Yeah. All right. We already told you how you can email us. That's little red bandwagon at gmail.com. You can also find us at our website, our home on the web, little red bandwagon.com. On Facebook, Little Red Bandwagon, and occasionally on the Stens page, our personal Twitters, I'm at mm-hmm. RL Pape. Mike is at that aforementioned Drew McFrizz. Christy's at Kissy Eyes, K I S S I E Y E S. Meredith is at Meredith underscore Mayhan with an invisible Y. And producer Jeremy <laughs> is at Dadstronaut. And of course, the show Twitter, LRB Podcast. Leave us a message or shoot us a text at 802 432 tbtl 802-432-8285 and christy i just listened to your most recent episode of nerd out loud is it your last mm-hmm. yeah so that one was um we just put it out this week and we're going on a indefinite 
hiatus. So your sex day is just not going to be happening. <laughs> no more sex eve. Are you waiting no. for marriage now? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm waiting to podcast. No, I just have too much. With this show twice a week, um, the archive project, a little bit of the just everything plus two jobs and planning I'm planning my wedding plus my best friend's wedding. It's just too much. And Jeremy is very busy with his metal detecting. Yes. <laughs> well, it's his, <laughs> his work has basically three very busy months, and we're just starting those right, right now. Um, and then he pretty much just does nothing for the rest of the year. But um, so all of that is <laughs> just too much for us right now. Well, we hope to get you back at it at some point. But uh, if, if Take On Podcast proved anything it's that this show kills other podcasts mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know uh and with that christy until next time is this the next party i love you jen i'm gonna go take advantage of that pork situation <laughs> nailed it Jeremy makes fun of me all the time because when I was in college, I think I thought I was like street or something, and my friends called me Cristal, like the. <laughs> it was those, those dreads. It was those dreads you had that made everyone think you were street. Christie's as real as the streets. <laughs> <laughs>